You're listening to the Oz TV Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for part two of the best of the decade. I'm sure you've already listened to part one. It's now time to, funnily enough, get into part two. That's how it works. And here you are going to hear best moments from the years, pretty much from 2017 to today. Some of these clips you would have heard very recently, of course, had you listened to our best of 2019 clip. We've chosen some of the best moments from this year to include in the best of the decade. And just reliving some classic moments, mainly here, of course, from our Oz Network days. If you want to hear some of the Survivor Oz days, go download part one if you haven't already listened to that. But let's get straight in to some more highlights of the best of the decade of the Oz Network. There was a lot of food pranks because a lot of us, like a lot of us, would center around in the kitchen at the firehouse. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone had to eat anything, like sometimes they would like stick it to the table <laughs> or put some other food there that you weren't expecting to eat. <laughs> so there's a lot of us like when we were having a scene, you're kind of have that question on your face, like I don't know if this is safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Always and double then questioning it. a lot it. of like you know, blizzards. Yeah, and then there was like a lot of blizzards in the snow. And I remember, uh, I remember Bobby once. There's like a not Bobby. Uh, Eddie had this hilarious like he's supposed to be this you know man of steel firefighter, and he was like he couldn't stop slipping everywhere because <laughs> the ice. Um, so there's just a, there was just a lot of laughs on that show. <laughs> Strangely enough, I've done a lot of strange Disney stuff. I'm the Mighty Ducks, the Country Bears. Oh my God! You ever seen? You guys ever seen the movie The Country Bears? Can't say. I can't say I've seen The Country no. Bears. No. No. I'll put it on my Netflix Please, list. Put it on your list. Put it on your list. Okay. I'm just writing that down. The Country Bears. All right. Country Bears. And if you if you can find your way clear to smoke a little ganja and watch it late at night, you will fucking lay. You'll hurt yourself laughing at this fucking movie. Oh, that's what. Yeah. The bear. Priority the number bear, one. It was a, it's an, a ride. It's an amusement ride from Disneyland, and they made it into cartoons back in the fifties and sixties. And then we did this this action movie, but not an animated film. But they're all in bear suits. They're like a band. They're country bears. They're a country band. And they're all bears. And, you are selling this movie so in. well right now. Oh, <laughs> oh man! And I and and so I'm the roadie for the band, and I'm a person. So I'm a person that's working with the band with a band of bears, and they all have they all have people problems. So I tried to turn myself into a bear. Yeah, I got I've got my costume. I got I got these boots. The guy from. The guy from Green Mile, the big black actor, he's gone now. God oh, um, blanking on his name. Yeah, um, wonderful guy. These, these boots, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, these boots were some boots. Yes, Michael Clark Duncan had worn these boots in the in the Green Mile, and I got them to wear for my costume, so I couldn't wash. Shuffled. I had to shuffle everywhere I'm going because they were like size 18 boots. I'm shuffling around, but they made a wig, a six thousand dollar wig, that hung down the middle of my back. And I was stoned out of my fucking mind. And I, I tried to be a bear, and they all try to be people. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun, fun, uh, fun watch under the right conditions. We're, we're recapping that but movie uh, next week on the Oz Network. <laughs> yeah, screw, screw Lost. We want you know, the country bears. I stuck into the Marvel Universe through the TV show, mm-hmm. and then I died right away. Uh, so I don't know if they 
I'm going to have to fight my way in or wear a mustache or something because <laughs> uh, they're, you know, they're really weird about it. I always think it's so strange. When we were kids, you'd see the same guy on 14 episodes of Bonanza, <laughs> and one week he'd be playing a Mexican guy, and the next week he'd be from Ireland, and nobody gave nobody gave a shit. Yeah, but now yeah. they'd be like, well, you're actually playing this character in the Marvel Universe. So you can't be another character. DC what, Universe, like, Daniel. You- quickly switch switch our comic series. Go over to DC. You could be like, I don't know, Batman's third cousin or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, at the rate they're going, I might eventually get to play Batman. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, there's <laughs> been like 14 actors who played Batman. True. They eventually, someone's going to go, who's next? I often I I'll often do confuse from, you with Batman. Every time I see you on something, it, I'm like, Gee, he really yeah. looks like a Bruce Wayne. I could see him playing that, yeah. I, I'm really right. He really... I could be the hero <laughs> you need me to be. <laughs> wow. I think you we know, just sold some, sold some tickets right there. Captain <laughs> yeah. Lochte does worse on a daily basis <laughs> when he's not competing. He's, he's watching this movie... I don't get it. Why did he get kicked off the team? <laughs> That's so unfair, man. What's ski jumping? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just hope that NBC gets Ryan Lochte on during their coverage of the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> and now to provide his insight on the ice dancing, Ryan Lochte. <laughs> yeah, so I was on Dancing with the Stars, so I know all about ice dancing. <laughs> man on his feet and he's a man on the skates. <laughs> You can buy my book on skating. <laughs> Just provide eight to ten years for postage. <laughs> a, a group of Brazilians came up to me and my friends. They said, pull my finger. I'm like, no, you pull my finger. And then they held a gun to my friend's head. And they all were like, all right, all right, we give up. And I'm like, whatever, man. You know what I can just imagine Ryan Lochte being like? I don't know if you ever watched much of How I Met Your Mother, but uh, you know how like Barney would elaborate stories and it would just be literally a scene from another movie? And they'd be like, Barney, oh, yeah. that's from Dirty Dancing. Or Barney, you know, that's from Weekend at Birth. <laughs> so I can just imagine Ryan Lochte like, going, so yeah, like I played like finger pulling. Then like Christopher Walken <laughs> walked in and talked to Hugh Jackman. And, and, and then they landed the jump and... <laughs> And then, and then I got taken, and then, like, my dad, Liam Neeson, was on the phone saying, like, I will find you, I will hunt you down. Ryan, that didn't happen. It did, man. It so happened. You're a man in the sheets, you're a man on the eyes. And the boat hit an iceberg, and it was going down. But I wouldn't go down I swam against the current because I'm Ryan Lochte and all, you know? She said never let go. She said never let go. So fuck it, man. I never let go. I'm Ryan Lochte. <laughs> so I swam all those survivors back to New York. <laughs> but then there was a shark and this guy said, we're going to need a bigger boat. So I went and got a bigger boat. <laughs> and I punched that shark right in the head. <laughs> but then there was a tornado and all these other sharks came. <laughs> Which I was fully equipped to handle because at the time I was on with a plane with snakes all over it. <laughs> but then Gary Oldman came and tried to hijack it. <laughs> and when Darth Vader said, I'm your fire father, Ryan Lochte, I'm like, no, man. <laughs> I looked out the window. I was like, no, man. And then I saw Princess Leia, like Mary Poppins. She was just floating by. <laughs> And this kid had a broom. 
<laughs> this is just a challenge to see if I can keep my voice by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christopher Walken has a book on ski jumping. He wrote this book, you know? My life in ski jumping. <laughs> Why don't you leave the bobsledding to the real men, yeah? Like, he's kind of got, like, that real, like, evil German accent. Um, but I love... Is the, wait, is there, is there a non-evil German accent? Good point. Uh, <laughs> hello, my name is Josef, and I'm here to save the children. Get away, get away! <laughs> I want to see, like, the German version of Pee-wee's Playhouse, and just see... <laughs> That's the secret word of the day! <laughs> Sesame Street or something like that. This episode brought you but a letter G! <laughs> <laughs> it's a German Elmo like. <laughs> Elmo likes this! Elmo loves all the children! <laughs> We need to redo the the scene we just talked about. Go ahead, you Brenner! You go get your palace! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not round ice! (laughs) Now you need that Jamaican accent. No man, not ground ice. Oh, I love Germans. I'm going to do um, a role on my husband's show, Get Shorty. So I've got four episodes of that, and that does shoot in LA, which is great. And has to be written by my husband. So that, <laughs> that ticks all the boxes. You'd want to hope he'd cast um, you at some point. You'd want to think that maybe... I uh... have to say, I have to say, there was a moment where I was like, dude, what, what, do, what do I have to do here? <laughs> What's it going to fucking take? Um, and, uh, and he was like, no, 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 we should, I should be so lucky. Here yes. you go. Maybe this is one of the reasons why... I st- I still love Grant because I can kind of um, identify with those a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you're the same way. Like, maybe I wouldn't even say it's different now that I've had a baby. I'm definitely comfortable with my baby. I'm comfortable with like my nieces and nephews. But if somebody brings their kid around me, I'm like, oh hey, yeah. there, guy. Oh, believe me, believe me, I am the same. <laughs> yes. I love my nephews. I love my niece. Love them. I've spent the last week in a house with one child that. I will not comment further without risk of getting into trouble from authorities what I would like to do to it. As in, like, not, not in that context. <laughs> no, no, not you that want, way. Do you want to tell us way. about your crush on 12-year-old Ariana Richards? <laughs> no! <laughs> now he's even laughing. Oh, I am so happy I'm editing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> moment <laughs> quick quick backpedal Ben backpedal <laughs> I meant murder not oh, it's so much better. <laughs> no 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 it's nothing bad I'm just talking about murdering a child <laughs> God created Ben Ben created a podcast Podcast destroyed Ben. Because <laughs> Ben killed a child. <laughs> but it's okay, he could have done much worse. 
<laughs> well, back to your point. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we were talking about <laughs> awkwardness in children. Little shit children showing up when you don't want them. It's so funny is that I wasn't sure how you would respond to Lex and Tim. So the only note I have at this point in the movie is Ben and kids with a question mark. We're sticking on all contexts. Why would I not react to Lex and Tim? You're Tim? always complaining when like, children, children are in movies. We like Lex and no, Tim. No, it's always like, oh, no, the kids, kids in the movie. Now. <laughs> oh, as I always established, if the kids are well acted and good characters, I'm not going to have a problem with them. These are good well-written, well-acted children. Yes. Kelly is in the next one. The boy in number three is uh, tolerable. <laughs> I, actually, no, I don't mind him. No, no, actually, no, I like him. He's I good. Like him. But the two in Jurassic World are shits. We don't like them. <laughs> you only want to do good things to these kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a little girl in the fifth one. She looks annoying in the trailer, so... But are we not about to get to maybe the most famous scene in this whole movie where after yelling at each other for five seconds, we're all of a sudden back up on the roof to oh, I think we all need to do our own version of this right now. <laughs> to which uh, Johnny walks out of the thing. I did not hit her. I did not. It's a lie. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. Um. <laughs> All right. Rossi, your turn. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> Jamie's doing it in the back. Jamie, come here. Give your rendition to Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, come here. <laughs> They're not seeing you if you're dressed or not. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Jamie, it's all right. We've already seen boobs today. We're all good. Uh. <laughs> Give your rendition of the scene. I did not hit her. I did not. Hey, Mark. Hi, <laughs> Mark. Can you get Casper to do it? <laughs> he's in the stage right now where he's starting to repeat things that he's hearing other people say. So, like, he goes to daycare and all of a sudden he starts coming back saying, oh, dear, to everything. And now Jamie's trying to change his diaper, and he's coming back, and he's saying, go away, because he's hearing other kids say it. I swear to you, by the end of this week, with the amount of times this line is quoted, he will be saying, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I really want to hear Rossi do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, it's just like the biggest shift in tone in movie history. It's like coming out of this thing and just like, I did not do it. I did not hit her. I did not. Just like freezing time. Oh, hi, Mark. And meanwhile, we haven't even been shown a scene where he's been confronted about hitting her. Like, how yes. does he even know this? <laughs> Like, it's just randomly popped up on the grapevine. Like, you know, oh, guess what? That that Johnny, that banker guy, everyone's favourite customer, has been back at bashing his wife again. 
Classic Johnny. <laughs> now we have um, some random, <laughs> a random scene here of kids getting Christmas presents. <laughs> They walk down there and like, can't wait to see what shit we got. Fucking knows. Can we open this? To which they open up two presents and it blows up. Their heads get <laughs> And the parents are just dare- sitting there staring at their kids and the grandmother's just like, fuck. <laughs> yes, violence against children, finally. <laughs> These kids just get their heads blown off. For whatever reason, it's so funny. Poodles are getting kicked. Kids are getting their heads blown off. <laughs> this movie's the best movie ever. <laughs> Old ladies are telling Santa to suck it. <laughs> People wear Flin Flon merchandise. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> Human that humanity bets based on curling. Uh- yes. <laughs> Winnipeg and Fran Drescher being burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christmas we all grew up wanting. <laughs> this is this is where we need to have like an annual list where we do like what's our top ten movies we've covered this year and what's our bottom ones. <laughs> the then- room Santa Sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the year that we covered two thousand and one A Space Odyssey, one of the most influential <laughs> movies in the history of movies. Jurassic Park, uh, <laughs> Cool Runnings. What comes out on top? The room and Santa Slay. And Godzilla, 1998. <laughs> I have also found some fan fiction, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so just a couple here. Um, year 3000. This is on fanfiction.net. This is by an author called Sam Organa. And this is the um, the synopsis for this one. Of what happens when a confused Frank is locked in a suite with nothing to do except think about the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I mean, this is quite short. I can read some of this. Locked in his suite, Frank Poole sat cross-legged on the heavily quilt- quilted mattress. There were many things in his mind, most of which were thousand-year-old memories and questions to bombard Indra with when she finally returned. As he began to sink deeper into his reveries, a firm knock on the door caught his attention. Much to his noise, the door opened and could give a reply. Okay, this is boring. Where's the bit about the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Okay, I that like one's crap. The but uh, there's another pictures. one here. Do you agree, Dave? <laughs> Here's another one. It's called "I Can See the Love in His Red Eye" by <laughs> Hannibal Sparrow. All right, and this is the synopsis. How Dave slash fan fiction. If you don't know what slash is, that's basically gay love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what slash was in the world of fan fiction. There you go. Don't like slash? Don't read it. Dave and Hal admit their feelings for each other. <laughs> and I just want to say, I'm sorry, Stanley Kubrick. Your movies are awesome, and I love your films. So again, I'm very, very sorry. Um, let's see here. Where can we skip ahead to some good bits? Um, there we go here. There, There's also one thing that you that they didn't program with. What's that, Dave? You are also very beautiful. Your voice is calm and soothing no matter what happens. You have an interesting personality and your red lenses are beautiful as a ruby. What are you saying? Are you saying what I think you're saying? Yes, I wanted to say this ever since I met you, Hal. I love you. Soon there was a moment of silence, both not knowing what to say. 
I feel the same way too, Dave. Really? You do? Yes, I do. Ever since I got the time to know you, and I remember looking into your beautiful blue eyes, I sense a connection between us. I know you're just a computer, but since I feel alone here sometimes, I felt like I needed someone. Someone like me, Dave? Yes, someone like you. Dave soon kissed the lens, and they just stared at each other. Hey, Dave, there's something I want to ask you. Yes, how? What is it? Have you ever wished upon a star? Yes, and I wish came true. Dave then fell asleep with his love by his side. Good night, Dave. There we go. The audio <laughs> drama of uh, <laughs> the Dave and Al love story coming to you soon on the Oz Network. Oh, I thought it was going to be dirtier than that. That's a bit lame. <laughs> it's sweet, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, oh. That's uh, fanfiction.net. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie wasn't exactly well received. Uh, <laughs> I will say quickly, there was a sequel uh, called Jingle All The Way 2 with everybody other's favourite person who has also been accused uh, several times of sexual assault or whatever it was, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Um, wasn't it? Did he? Did he not just masturbate in front of people? Isn't that what he did? Which is still sexual assault, I guess. I don't know. I never I was, heard that. <laughs> was it Larry the Cable Guy who did that, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, <laughs> uh, just, what if there's people out there? Because this is the world we live in. Somebody sees like some story on the internet. They're like, "Well, that's got to be true." This is going to explode now. Larry the Cable Guy is probably like the Phil Hartman in real life. Like, he's such a good dad. And now we have just put it out there. Didn't Phil Hartman, like, molest a bunch – or sir, didn't Larry the Cable Guy molest a bunch of women? Oh, no, it wasn't <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. Hang on. <laughs> We're so glad we could clear this up. And Larry the Cable Guy is not a race rapist, people. Um, No, it was somebody famous. They got, like, caught doing that. And then they, like, the whole career went to shit. Um, oh, sorry. Masturbating. Yeah. He wasn't a rapist. He no. just masturbated in front of people. Well, it's still Thanks, bad. Larry the Cable. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find who it was, and when you Google it, it comes. Oh, it was, it was um, Louis Louis C.K. or whatever his name is. Had a, oh, okay. not, not even remotely close. Sorry, Larry the Cable Guy. I'm sorry to. <laughs> just please, I'm begging you, Ben. When you put this episode up on Twitter, please add hashtag Hands Off Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Let's just see if it catches on. <laughs> um, I loved you in Cars. Your voice work with Mater is fantastic. That's the only thing I know you from. Um, so, apologies. But let's be honest, by the time we release this, probably something is going to come out against him anyway. So, like, it could be like the Roger Moore thing. Who knows? Anyway, go watch the sequel. Whoa, Larry the Cable Guy was masturbating in front of a bunch of kids in a ball pit <laughs> in Mall of America. We were like, we called it... <laughs> Well, come on, it's just like us calling Tom Cruise gay. Like, we're going to get some ratings somehow by getting sued, so... <laughs> hey, Larry, if you hear this and you want to sue us, can you also pass it on to Tom Cruise that we called him gay a bunch of times so he can sue us too? Because he'll probably get more publicity for us because he's a little bit more famous than you are. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> Didn't he in front of a bunch of people? This is on our best of show. Find the time to happen. <laughs> I think Larry the Cable Guy and Tom Cruise just went around to people's houses, whipped it out, and just started going to town in front of people. I want to imagine Larry the Cable Guy listening to this episode because that's what he does with his time now. And it's just that he got in a lot of trouble for masturbating for a bunch of people. He stops it right there. We get a cease and desist letter in the mail. 
You and I are going to be in jail in like three years' time. <laughs> Next, like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey. Like, what did you do? Oh, accuse people of sexual assault. Oh. Is <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy a big sexual predator? <laughs> but we got famous from it. Our podcast got huge ratings. <laughs> I was mentioned on Stephen Colbert. I'm famous. Woo. <laughs> and I'm sharing a shell with uh, Kevin Spacey. How you doing, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> so they had a sequel, huh? It was. It's called Jiggle All The Way 2. It's turned that sexual predator like the cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cable guy! Cable guy! <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, apparently it was bad, so... Um, <laughs> just of like course it was. Guy. With a pervert like that, star. <laughs> um, <laughs> no wonder no one listens to us. I like the whole just fed thing because it's the only time where they really are like, you know, he gave his life to save ours and there's like, well, his problem's over. Nobody's saying that about Dieter later on. Just the parts he didn't like. Why isn't Ian like, hey, show some respect. That man died so that we could live. <laughs> he pops up everywhere. He's like, hey, show some respect later on. Are you okay? What's the matter? RJ's dead. Hey, show some respect. That movie. <laughs> RJ. Um, I don't need to re-edit that into, like, every single season of Jurassic Park 3 when the black dude gets eaten by the spider. So, hey, he was running towards the plane. Show some respect. And Vincent dies in Jurassic World. Hey, he was a greedy son of a bitch who wanted to turn these dinosaurs into some of the respect. Uh, yeah, endless possibilities. Um... The scene with Dieter's death. <laughs> I don't. This is so weird. Sorry, this is the funniest one of all. You're gonna laugh your shit off at this one. <laughs> and the Indominus Rex gets eaten by the Mosasaur. Hey, he was genetically created <laughs> in the lab because he's T Rex and Velociraptor. Show some respect. Anyway, he didn't ask to be born that way. Show some respect. That's <laughs> <laughs> like um, what's his uh, rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy? I didn't ask to be created in a lab. <laughs> Oh, that just it reminds me of Austin Powers with Scotty Eagle. I wish I was never unofficially created in a lab. <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, where are we? <laughs> Learn how to do a podcast, Colin Hilding. Show some respect to our listeners. <laughs> All they've heard so far is <laughs> sneezing, coughing, lawnmowers, and <laughs> fridge falling apart. Um, I've actually lost where we are. Oh yeah, Dieter's death. Okay, <laughs> show some respect. You know, you've been doing this show for for a couple of seasons now. You're fantastic, and I feel that only a couple of times it's been brought up that you are blind, and it's it's great. The fact that I mean, it's not great that you're blind. That's sad, but like, it's great. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. I, no, 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 you're good, Ben. You are good. You're good. I mean, I mean the, the way I look, the way I look at it is, hey, it's, I mean, yeah, sometimes it does kind of get to me a little bit, but hey, 
the, the gotta do, the, gotta do was, the best with what you have, but go the, on. The point I was trying it to make takes a, it takes is a that lot it's to offend great you, man. to have you on the show and to, to for us to be able to discuss these episodes without it ever really being a factor, and I appreciate that, and I think that's great, and I, I commend you for you being you. There you go. Did <laughs> well, I dig thanks, myself man. out of that hole? <laughs> well, you really didn't dig yourself into a hole to begin with, because like I told you, it takes a lot to offend me. You are, it, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that. I'll work on something and I'll yep. see if you hang up on me once. Um, or- <laughs> and I think I heard, I think I heard, I think I heard Mallory kind of laughing in the background too. Like, uh, Ben, I think you might be digging yourself a hole She's here. She's like, huh? stop, Ben, stop. Just don't. Just don't. Well, um, Mallory, everything's good. We're cool. <laughs> You know how people say that this is just a TV show? Uh, Clearly, I'm taking it a little bit too seriously. But uh, this is a show that I love. And it's like like if you took a person in your life that they loved and, like, like take, I don't know, your girlfriend, your mum, your dad, anybody, somebody who you love dearly, and a person, Scott Williams, goes up to a person and goes, Hello, who are you? Oh, I'm Darvell Stewart's mother. Oh, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm just going to take a shit all over you. Okay, fair enough. Does a poo over your mum and walks off. You're going to be pretty angry, right? A guy has just taken a shit <laughs> yeah. on your mum. That's not very nice. Scott Williams no, it is not. has taken a shit over my favourite TV show. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this Literally. the best way I can about why I'm so angry. Even- <laughs> Mallory's laughing in the background, right? Even, even I. Hey, I'm even sorry I to bring your mother into this, Darvell. I really hope no one <laughs> no, poos it's on right. your mum. That's a bad I get thing. The, to do. I get, I get the point. Hey, <laughs> hey, even I can see that you're not happy. <laughs> I just want some retribution oh, for my favorite TV show that someone's taking a dump on. It's not right. <laughs> I'm starting to picture Mallory imitating you when you guys watch when you guys watch this when you guys watch the show and you get to this episode. She's going to get to that. Oh, this is that episode you talked about pooing on mums. Uh- <laughs> or they could have just gone the complete opposite route and just cast Philip Seymour Hoffman exactly. as a love interest because they got the chemistry. And then everybody would have finally had confirmation about the rumours about Tom Cruise for a long time. So, uh, <laughs> I've got, I hope he doesn't listen. I mean, we just got sued. We just got sued. <laughs> they're going to threaten, uh, he's going to cancel his publicity for Fallout unless we pull <laughs> reruns of this podcast. <laughs> let's be honest, we'd love that. It means people would actually pay attention to us. So, please, yeah. Tom Cruise, let's just say it. You're gay. Sue me. All right, cool. Move on. <laughs> hey, and come on. You know what? Philip Seymour Hoffman was coming off of playing Capote six months earlier. All right, yeah. coincidence? Not, not at all. John Travolta and John Cruise were hanging out together a lot on Hold this movie. On. So. Hold on a second. <laughs> Jonathan Reese Myers, one of the things he was most well-known for at this point, was a movie called Velvet Goldmine, where he mm. played a fictional version of Iggy Pop, who was constantly having gay sex with a fictional version of... Mick Jagger or something played by Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, as soon as somebody in a movie is having gay sex, then in real life you're having gay sex. So Tom Cruise <laughs> was having all the gay sex at this point. Um, Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise having the gay sex. Billy Crudup and Tom <laughs> Gay sex everywhere on the... Lawrence Fishburne. Take the red pill or the blue pill, whichever gets me hard so we can have the gay sex. Like, that's all it was. Tom Cruise, sue us. Right now, we, we're saying it. Stop having the gay sex and sue us, okay? There we go. Podcast made. Worldwide publicity. 
Tom Cruise is gay, people. <laughs> He's not really. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Cruise. And and even if he is, there's nothing wrong with that. We're just wanting yes. to get sued. Alright? <laughs> like that's it. We are defaming one of Hollywood's greatest actors live on air right now. We are admitting to it. Lawyers come after us. Please. Yeah. I will have the gay sex with Tom Cruise and film it <laughs> to prove that this is true. Alright? <laughs> so I can get sued. I want to get sued by Tom Cruise. That's it. Download the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those moments where we're like, do we put this in the best of? Oh, not? it's in the best of. You know that for a fact. It's already in there. You're listening to the best of right now, six months later. You know this, people. It's, it's just so we could have a track on the best of called either Tom Cruise is gay or Sue Tom Cruise. Because, <laughs> like, let's be honest. South Park is still going strong 12 years later, okay? Yes. Come on! Like, I mean, South Park was a big deal, but then this came along. I mean, you know, just think about the ramifications if all of a sudden we get the cease and desist, you know, remove that episode from Paramount Pictures. We're going straight to the media, a small, upstarted podcast that's struggling to survive, faced with massive legal action. Whose side is the world going to take out? Like, come on. Listen, I, I, I think you're onto something here. I don't want to start any rumors, but I did hear that uh, Tom Cruise and Kevin Spacey oh. <laughs> once were working on a project together. Well, yeah. And it was directed by Brian Singer and Harvey yeah, Weinstein right. was a producer. So, yeah, yeah I, I heard that's that Hollywood too. people. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's about time we speak out about this. You know, hashtag me too. Come on. Um, <laughs> Wow, um, that went down so fast. The, the wedding scene where Tom Cruise marries a woman. <laughs> what do we want to talk about? She's his beard, all right? This is all a fake. <laughs> That's all it is. He's having the gay <laughs> sex with the priest. <laughs> my Tom number Cruise is, is 041. My address is to send all legal documents to... <laughs> Um, he does marry a woman here. Uh, a woman. Inverted <laughs> commas. We don't want to start any other rumors here, but we did hear that Michelle Monaghan might have been Jonathan Reith Myers in drag, okay? Yeah. So, it, it, just let's put just a get that it. out there. That's all it is. Sing me that song. You, when, we used to, when we used to hold each other back in the lake on Naboo. <laughs> I don't like sand. <laughs> it's coarse. Said rough <laughs> and irritating and <laughs> We are going to bring that up. Can we just set a goal that in the year 2019, every single episode of the Oz Network will have I Don't Like Sandlight <laughs> in honor of Star Wars Episode 9 coming up? I honestly think we are really achieving that yes. already. I feel like every episode somehow fits that quote into it. Can we just start a count? Like when we did Double Oz 7, we had like the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang count and all these other things. <laughs> Let's just start a count on the Oz Network for I Don't Like Sand Lines, how often it comes up. Plus, but You know when we eventually do Attack of the Clones, we're going to get to that moment. We're like, here it is, people, here it is. Yeah. Let's see we're up to. We're going to do a read by read of the famous scene we've quoted a thousand times. <laughs> and we've already talked about it when we do the Star Wars movies. Like it's going to be 
two, three, four parters to get every single movie done. That one, part one line, is yeah, that's be on that scene. <laughs> that is welcome to episode twelve of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> in this four-hour edition of the Oz Network, we analyze. I don't like sad. It's, it's coarse, coarse and, and rough and, and irritating. irritating. It, gets it gets everywhere. What did Anakin mean with that line? Did Padme really believe him when he said it's coarse, rough, and irritating? It gets everywhere. What are our experiences with sand? <laughs> Where's the most coarse and rough and irritating place sand has gotten in your body? <laughs> We get on sand expert, Jim Smith, to work out which parts of the body would be most irritated by sand. <laughs> and we cross live to a beach somewhere where somebody has sand in their cracks. <laughs> and also, special guest Hayden Christensen, who for the first time in nearly 20 years will recreate that iconic scene from movie history. <laughs> Please, let's make it happen. <laughs> That's a, it's coarse and sand and rough month on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be the greatest month of the history of the Oz Network. We rank the best movies with sand in cracks. <laughs> and in a special follow-up month, it's snow month. It's snow. It's not coarse and rough. It doesn't get everywhere because it gets melted. It's soft and wet and cold and it gets nowhere. <laughs> Coming soon to the Oz Network. <laughs> We now return you to your regular scheduling programming, 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I love the, mm-hmm. the sort of the scream that they have of, of the creature. The, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, do it. Do it. Give us one. Give us um, a scream. <laughs> Sorry, I just get lazy and insert a sound effect and you go, oh, that sounds amazing, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like um, what's the name for Mission Impossible? Getting that's what I was going to say. We've just lost our listener. <laughs> They've gone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's also the way it sounded when Rossi tried to do the Tim the Toolman Taylor grunt on Home Improvement two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Chewbacca's been grabbed by the balls a little bit too tightly there. That's Mala, that's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why do we do this? Um, so translation: um, <laughs> soft, chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Better than what you sniff. Um, Nibble, <laughs> you're chewy. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like these impersonations. They're coarse and rough, irritating. You get everywhere. <laughs> there we go. We fit it in there somehow. Uh, <laughs> we're doing well. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Check. Tommy Wiseau <laughs> reference, check. <laughs> Ridiculous noise, check. <laughs> Sand reference, check. <laughs> no listeners, check. <laughs> Someone from the Czech Republic, check. Um, that's a terrible joke. Ben, that doesn't date well. Let's move on. I, I, I'd say it's probably also something that maybe people took a little bit of offense to who love the Mission Impossible TV show when 
your recruiting agents and now they even talk <coughs> sorry <coughs> oh. whoa <coughs> Oh, <laughs> are you having some of that uh, coffee that's been squirted with something soon? <laughs> but um, where was I going with that? The toilet, apparently. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> you sounds like an elephant choking. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're going back to the days of Titanic with snooty British women. Yes, I'm rich. Oh. <laughs> that's how that's how Max's henchmen talk. <laughs> mm, I always check the batteries. <laughs> Mr. Cruz, it's not my first time. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Running. <laughs> I'm running. I'm running. <laughs> on your um, lasagna, get any on you. I'm running. I'm running. Running. That's like that's like constipation the way you just <laughs> 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 What has happened to this show? I don't know, no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways that's the guy that shows up with all the food, though. So you're already seeing a recurring theme here. Would you like to see him um, shirtless? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that might be hot. She's not joking, people. G- uh. Give me a lap dance, big Muppet Daddy. Wow. I, wonder what his dick, I wonder what his dick looks like. Oh, come on. <laughs> Buried underneath all the rolls. a children's Christmas movie, and after the line, I wonder what his dick looks like. Guy only took like ten minutes, and it wasn't for me. The guy only has so long on Earth; he has to make his time count. Can't spend all his time on this bloody miserable guy who has no life to live. Oh, it's a stunning move. It's never really stood out to me, but now that you mention, like, I just imagine somewhere in episode six of the the Clone Wars animated series, season three, that leads into this, Masameda, the, the right hand man to Palpatine, the Senate. Ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, I have an announcement to make. The Chancellor has been kidnapped. And you have all these oh, stunning, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> oh, stunning move! Stunning move! That's. <laughs> That's gonna. That's why he's a general, everyone. That's it. Just here, right here, there. Stunning. Here, here. That man is a stunning general. Everyone, round of applause. <laughs> that's why we're going to win this war, everyone. That is a stunning move. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Those, those lightsabers, the way they spin around. Just no one else could work those off. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, why does nobody ever complain about that word being used in the only call? Stunning. It's all about the sand. It's all about the... 
stunning. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so stunning. Uh, <laughs> um, does he, we should have used that last episode, but everyone, a stunning mullet. It was stunning. <laughs> <laughs> stunning. I love sand. It's stunning. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere stunningly well. <sighs> what if the end of this movie it's like what about Padme is she alright is she in your anger you killed her what stunning stunning instead of yippee it's stunning <laughs> Luke uh, search your feelings you know it to be true no it's not true it's not so no I am your stunning father Stunning! <laughs> can you tell Luke? Is that who you can be stunningly telling? <laughs> Never tell me the stunning odds! <laughs> <laughs> At the end, when Leia in a Rogue One, Leia gets the plans instead of like, what does this mean? You know, we've got hope. It's like, no, stunning. Stunning. <laughs> All stunning! Yokus <laughs> comes home. She's got to sell some. Some Chinese food. Good on you. Uh, but who happens to be here? It's Emily. And she's all <gasps> happy and smiley it's and all Emily. like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we get this big scene because, you know, I think Yokus is about to believe that Emily's about to say that I'm going to live with Dad. But no, the big reveal here is Emily has decided to live with Yokus because, yay, daughter, mother, daughter. Finally, after all the, the terrible stuff that's happened between these two over the last three seasons, finally it's coming to a point where they're getting to know each other. But then... Y- Emily goes into this huge big spiel about how that, you know, you tried to be there and if you could have been, you would have been. And you taught me that a woman can have a mother and a career. I'm proud to be your daughter. I am calling the biggest bullshit in all of Third Watch right here, right now. I've had to put up for six goddamn seasons about how Yokus is the most terrible woman in the face of women because she can't be there for her family. She's going to court. Emily's going off and taking drugs. She's getting buried in snow. Uh, Charlie's going missing and a bloody person's going out trying to find her. After all of this, Fred's turned into a dickhead and the big conclusion here is that Emily's like I'm so proud that you're my mother because you're a strong woman fuck off this is bullshit like no I've not put up with this crap for six seasons to have such a shitty (laughs) shitty ending to this storyline do this like three seasons ago don't have Emily get into the car with dick face fuck face and then we don't have to put up with Snowblind it's angry this is stupid this is I'm mad at this scene it's dumb God, I love hearing you rant. <laughs> remember that? Remember that comparison I said last year about it's like getting your mum and taking a poo on her. Like this is like getting your mum, your dad, your sister, your girlfriend, your dog, your cat, uh, your favourite DVD with Third Watch on it, and then just you know spraying poo all over it. Like it's it's just like here you go. Like. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Getting these people cast into these things. You know, people are wanting to join franchises now. It's like, oh, you know, look at this. Um, you know, Renee Russo. There's a name I just pulled out of nowhere. She's in a, an MC. <laughs> Why do I go for Renee Russo? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wow. Let's be honest. <laughs> She was the Jennifer Lawrence of 1993, wasn't she? 
for for that slight period between May and June for three days, she was the biggest star. <laughs> Renee Russo, <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair Oz coming soon. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything she's in outside of the Thomas Crown Affair and like Thor, <laughs> like Lethal Weapon. Oh, Lethal, okay, I did. I forgot you. Like it's Renee Russo. No one talks about her anymore. <laughs> And they should. Yeah, come on. Bring back Ray Russo. <laughs> Instead of us doing, you know, the whole it's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, gets everywhere, boom, there it is <laughs> for the episode. I think every episode we need to bring in Renee Russo to the episode. Yes. Bring back Renee Russo. <laughs> That's our new thing. <laughs> I can see it now. The montage on our best of at the end of the year, all the Renee Russo references <laughs> on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we're forgetting we, we ever said this like next episode, just like Renee Russo herself. I was like, oh yeah, she was a thing. <laughs> hey, who else remembers? Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> if Renee Russo is not in Terminator Dark Fate, I'm out. Like <laughs> 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 I'm I'm going on a strike from movies until Renee Russo is in everything. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine. What's this? Renee Russo. No, I'm done. James Bond 25. No, Renee Russo. Done. We just do a six degrees count of Renee Russo to Michael Bean. I'm just out of curiosity now. All right. I'm doing it. I'm on it. (laughs) Were you going somewhere with your Renee Russo? Uh, No. I I completely forgot what you were talking about. I mentioned Renee Russo. I was going nowhere. I need to find out a little bit more about our Big Hans and Mocha Hans, um, uh, Skip and, and Kobe. Um, how, how does this come about? T- tell our listeners a little bit about this uh, little uh, off-camera uh, pairing you guys had. Skipper, what do you want me to, what you want me to say of that, Ben, of New Zealand? <laughs> oh, everything good sure. down there? Are you goosing a, a jumping roo, a, a jumping kangaroo in your living room for for a change? Do you eat those things or not, or just keep them as pets in your houses? <laughs> calling from only halfway around the world. Sure. Calling only from the other side of Earth. Earth. <laughs> sure. See, Ed, what happened to these? Why didn't these guys have a, a cameo all of a sudden in Third Watch? We would have watched this. <laughs> I, I tried to get them interested in doing a movie, <laughs> in doing a Hans and Mocha Hans movie. And we still want to do that, Ed. It'd be awesome. There you go. We're ready. The cooking contest, maybe the baking contest. Kobe and I gave the whole cast and crew sweatshirts that had this this emblem on them. This is how close Third Watch and Hans and Mocha were. Sure. Was the word we all said? Sure. Time to go. It wasn't. Sure. Rolling lights action. We said rolling lights. Sure. <laughs> and then the crew of Third Watch were 100% bastards. Every time Kobe sure. and I walked the set, we would be like, "What's up, bastards? Come on, let's let's shoot some shit. Let's do it. Let's shoot the show. Let's shoot it. Let's go, go, go. Let's mark it. Let's make the scene. Let's shoot that shit. Make Let's sure it's gate. Make sure it's check that gate. Check that gate. Check that motherfucker. Check that gate. Sure. Every oh, day. Man. It wow. was the engine that kept rolling when Kobe and I were there. Did this translate across to the firehouse? Like, Bill, Anthony, Michael, Yvonne, did you kind of get some of this going on on that side of the fence? <laughs> 
They had they had well, that story. Anthony was peeping. You were peeping. Oh yeah, yeah Mike Pierce was peeping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think Do Anthony borrowed um, my thong <laughs> or something, or like short shorts for the. Oh yeah. Do you have those pictures? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Then we would do we would do these little like improv nights, um, and yeah, yeah. So it was Hans and Mocha, and then Anthony was pee pee, and he would come out and do his little pee pee dance. <laughs> oh, if there's photos <laughs> and footage of this, like, this like needs to be shared. Super effeminate, super effeminate Latino, like in a in a in a cowboy hat and 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 uh, it's like it's like hot in my underwear. <laughs> in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like literally raiding Ron's lingerie closet. I'm like, hey, can I wear this? She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And meanwhile, Bill, you're trying to be, you know, this serious actor being a firefighter, and you're going, what are these actors doing? This isn't how it works in a firehouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I remember at some point, uh, Brooke, Brooke Kennedy um, came up to me and Skip and was like, you guys, you know, it's really, it's really too much. It's too much with the Hans and Mocha. We really need you guys to kind of dial it back. And we were like, um, no. There's... Uh, there's, there's, there's <laughs> There's no way that that can happen. It, it just can't happen, and, and, and it's not going to happen. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just it would have been it would have been third watch if we hadn't had Hans and Mocha. Ralph Jenkins asked the question. Uh, he loved the random singing moments, particularly um, between Sully and Davis and Bad Bad Leroy Brown and Carlos singing the Pina Colada song and wants to know if any of you would love to give us a rendition of either of those songs. Oh, if wow. you like Pina Coladas. <laughs> in the rain. Oh, in the rain. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh. <laughs> if you might make in love at midnight. <laughs> I don't know where Anthony went, but um, he was singing it the other day in the car for the kids. So. <laughs> I know Kobe knows Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Come on, Kobe. <laughs> Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> Brilliant. Better than that old King Kong. <laughs> Mina Davis. Mina <laughs> Go! I was, I was about to. I was about to hit the harmony with you, brother. Me. Okay, here we go. Better than old King Kong. Meaner than a junkyard. Meaner than a junkyard dog. I was there with it. There oh. you go. Brilliant. Brilliant. Minus Ted has got a collaboration coming up there with Kobe Bell. It's going to be fantastic. We uh, <laughs> we want to see it happening. <laughs> you should plow her like Kyle Reese plowed your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the doggy, then it was in the missionary. <laughs> Get her pregnant. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Shut up. <laughs> hey, I'm Edward Furlong. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> This this whole series of episodes just evolved into running gags on yelling and Renee Russo. <laughs> I was about to say that. Hey, I'm Renee Russo. The ultimate one line. Hey, I'm Renee Russo. Shut up. Relax. <laughs> Plow your mother. I'm gonna bust you up, man. 
fucked you up. <laughs> Talk to that. <laughs> it's all coarse and rough and irritating. It's just getting everywhere. <laughs> Let's just move on. Definitely the rabbit should play a wolfie. <laughs> oh, where's my baby? Be wookie baby. I'm drowning. Maybe Dominic Monaghan looks like me. That is like life ambition to see Emily the Rabbit play a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest can thought we, can ever. <laughs> can we make that happen? They need to start doing these um, Star Wars story movies again. And, like, it's all female reboots. The old female reboot of Chewbacca. The Chewbacca reboot. Female reboot. <laughs> They need to do the Star Wars holiday special and have like Chewbacca's wife, what Marla or whatever. <laughs> oh, we I'm need drowning. to get on Kickstarter, I think. Can we, we get really the rabbit on the show and just ask her? Would you be open to playing a Wookiee in a Star Wars story? <laughs> and do you wear makeup? <laughs> do you know who Ryan is? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's. Uh, maybe Dominic Monaghan will play Ray's parent. <laughs> both, both of them. <laughs> He's like Shmi. <laughs> Often compared, Shmi and Charlie Case. <laughs> there was no the father. two often compared characters in Lost, uh, in the pop culture, and John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight, John Doe or Shmi? <laughs> Underrated Shmi. I want to see Shmi, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you joke, but the amount of Star Wars movies that are coming out right now. Well, look, in all fairness, like I think a lot of people want to know who Anakin Skywalker's father really is. <laughs> yeah, it, needs who is just, the father? it needs to be like a Mamma Mia style movie where it's like they all show up because uh, Anakin's about to get like the marriage just before the wedding between Anakin and Padme. They needed to have like the big reveal and like Pierce Brosnan shows up, Colin Firth shows up. <laughs> Meanwhile, meaningless stormtrooper conversation is uh, stopped when they pull over and it's just like, what's going on? Man, we're picking up another tr- uh, passenger. That wasn't on the list. <laughs> Frank, what's going on here? Let me call this into base. <laughs> and, uh... Can we just get some proper order and organization in the <laughs> Empire? <laughs> the Stormtroopers try their best, all right? Like, everyone goes on about them not shooting bad. Like, all they do is what they've got given. They're just not trained that well. Like, maybe we need to put yeah. that on the, empire, the Emperor. Like, come on. Uh, you know? Um... They need better benefits. Like, they'd be more committed to their job and aiming properly if you gave them dental. <laughs> All they want is dental, people. All they want. <laughs> Hashtag justice for stormtroopers. Hashtag give them dental. <laughs> give troopers dental. Give troopers dental. All right? I want, I want to see one of those, like, um, health ad campaigns following the paid message by the Empire. Hi, I'm John, the stormtrooper. We work hard, long hours, but defending the Empire... <laughs> All we need is dental. People say we're bad shots, but we'd be fixed if we didn't have this constant pain in our teeth. How can I be expected to kill rebels when I'm in desperate need of a root canal? They put the blame on us for getting the Death Star's uh, plan stolen. But hey, let's be honest. Those guys who didn't shoot that ship as it flew out, thinking that there were no life forms on board, they could have shot it, didn't they? But why do we get the blame? If only we had dental. We're 
<laughs> we're not clones anymore. <laughs> we all have different mouths, different jaws, different dental emergencies. Stop treating us like clones. Hashtag stop treating us like clones. <laughs> Think back to the capture, well, the attempted capture of Luke Skywalker and the plants when we killed Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. We were applauded for our skills and our markmanship. Only Imperial Stormtroopers could be that precise. That's what they said. <laughs> and that's because that day, Larry and Sean had been to the dentist. <laughs> Imagine if we had all gone to the dentist. The Empire would have won. This is Reggie. He hits his head on things when walking in rooms because he has wisdom teeth in bad need of removal. I'm really sore in my mouth because of the wisdom teeth. If I could have... Oh! <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> oh, classic Reggie. <laughs> Painkillers aren't enough. Wisdom teeth removal for Reggie. If you don't fix this soon, our stormtroopers will be defecting and joining the resistance in the future. They'll meet up with people called Poe and Ray. This will happen if you don't fix that dental right now. <laughs> they might even get gold armor and be completely useless. Who knows? Hurry up and get dental. Gold teeth over gold armor. <laughs> Troopers <laughs> We hope you're listening to this, the Emperor. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the messages, we want to... <laughs> Starts getting choked. This beep! This transition was cut off. <laughs> Hello, I'm General Leia Organa. Are you tired of having no dental in the Empire? Then join the Resistance. <laughs> we promise dental to all our fighters. And if you act now... (laughs) I was going to go and get some power converters. Shut up, Luke. Tell us about your dental. (laughs) If you act now, we will throw in this free set of power converters. (laughs) You won't have to go to Toshi Station with our dental plans. (laughs) Dental plan! (laughs) Troopers need braces. Dental plan! Troopers need braces. Dental, dental, dental plan is what you get at the Empire. No, it's not. It's over at the Rebels. Join us now. (laughs) And finally, a word from our main sponsor, Jar Jar Binks. Misa got dental! These abscess tooth was a killing me. <laughs> but then I said join the rebellion where they have free dental. <laughs> People thought I was annoying, but I had tooth pain. Now I'm respected senator. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus How can Freed. you be expected to fight for the galaxy with such bad plaque? Uh, Don't forget to floss like Chasa Pinks. <laughs> oh, God. This episode won't take long. There's not many funny things to talk about. <laughs> we just went 25 minutes on Troopers Need Dental. <laughs> Again, these episodes would be done in an hour if we just shut up and stuck to reading what's on our <laughs> notes and what's actually happening in the movie. <laughs> the first lady and first man of Australian television, Rebecca Gibney and Gary Sweet. Gary Sweet is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh... (laughs) I like Gary Sweet. (laughs) Just like silence and then Gary Sweet is cool. Can you, can you please, if you are on Tinder, can you just delete everything off your profile? I just have the subtitle, 
Gary Sweet is Gary cool. Sweet is cool. <laughs> you will get an Aussie girl who will be like, oh my god, this guy's sexy. <laughs> Gary. He likes Gary Sweet just as much as me. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca, Kimmy. I want to do a spin-off podcast. Welcome to Gary Sweet is Cool with Ben and Noah. <laughs> this week, we discuss Gary's early Gary years. Was he cool back then? <laughs> when we finish Lost, we can do the life and times of Gary Sweet. Although, by the time we finish Lost, it will be the life and death of Gary Sweet. The life and death of Gary Sweet and Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> the life and death Gary. of Gary Sweet. But I'm alive. <laughs> Gary Sweet is cool. That's <laughs> no grumpy sort of I've been trying to say that. <laughs> it's a picture. Of, it's a picture of you holding a photo frame of Gary Sweet. <laughs> he is cool. What's your favourite Gary Sweet memory, Noah? Oh, I don't really like him. Did I tell the story about when I saw him in person? What? So, okay, this is a, this is a legit true story. So, like, it was the like early nineties when Tasmania used to have like this. We had a, our statewide football league, and you'd have the Tasmanian football grand final at North Hobart Oval, and you'd get like fifteen thousand people there back in the day. I remember going with my dad, and because like the ABC broadcast the grand final. And, of course, one of their big shows at the time was Police Rescue, starring Gary Sweet. So, like, the pre-match entertainment, this helicopter landed in the middle of the Oval, and Gary Sweet was, like, a guest of honour. So everyone was like, whoa, it's Gary Sweet! And then the helicopter took off, and I don't know, he went into, like, a, a corporate box somewhere. But that is legitimately true. They Gary Sweet was, like, pre-match entertainment at the Tasmanian Football Grand Final. How the times have changed for Gary. Like, that, like, what would that be? The AFL Grand Final, like, the other week. It would just basically be like, and here's Chris Hemsworth, everyone. Woo! Cool, let's get on with the game. <laughs> uh, Gary Sweet is cool, everyone. So... The glory is... John Connor explained to Kyle about the dangers of, you must never learn too much about your own future. <laughs> like, it's kind of... Did they not? They hadn't seen Back to the Future. Well, they, I mean, John Connor would have seen Back to the Future. That would have existed in 1985, like a year later, like after this movie. So, like John it, Connor also <laughs> does he he does he know that Kyle Reese is his dad ever? I can't. We'll have to. He does. I think. that. When we I think he does. I yeah. Think okay. So mentioned. So like, how awkward is that for him? He's like, go back in time and <sighs> bone my mom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, here's a picture. I don't know how you feel about this woman. If she's not attractive to you. Just go for it anyways, okay? Just grit your teeth, strip it off, <laughs> bear well, down, well, and well, give the it shit out of her. Give it to her good, okay? <laughs> give it to her good enough to spawn a savior for the human race. I wanna... like, but, but she's hideous. I don't care. I want you to bone my mom as hard as you can. I want it to be angry. I want it to be intense. <laughs> because when I'm born, I need to want to wanna be tough. And if you do it slowly, I'm not going to be tough. I'm going to be a weak little pussy. All right, you pound the shit out of my mum. <laughs> Plow and if you ever make your way, no man. <laughs> if you ever make your way back to the future, I had better see bite marks on that thing, buddy. <laughs> I want it. I want a borderline. A police report will be filed. Like there's bruises. I want questions asked by your friends. And how does 
John know that she's going to go for it? Listen, if she's not into you, you just got to go for it anyways, okay? Consent is not a thing in this situation. I'm not ready to die for this. 1984, me too wasn't a thing yet. You're okay. Just go for it. Plow my mother. <laughs> Mr. Plow, that's your name. That name again is Mr. Plow, okay? And what if he, like, you know, was just a bit dumb, so he just, like, had sex with every Sarah Connor. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he gave him the picture. <laughs> but, I mean, what if he just... Generic white like, woman, like... <laughs> <laughs> what if he went in and started... <laughs> What if he started plowing ginger? Because he was just so funny. Take it, ginger. Uh, take it, Sarah. It's not Sarah, it's ginger. You're Sarah tonight. I'm nearly finished. There's like 20 John Connors running around in the future. I mean, this is the thing too. Like, the Terminator, okay, like, you know, I get it. He kills. Like, that's scary, but... Couldn't he just be like, I'm going to make it so you can't conceive babies in the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tie your tubes. <laughs> what, if, what if Arnie went back and is the one who invented the condom? Just <laughs> as a way to create safe sex for the future and no unwanted pregnancies. A, a permanent female condom inside um, yeah. Sarah Connor. <laughs> you may have like, sex still, but not the babies. You know what the easiest thing for him to do is? Is just go back in time, crush up a bunch of birth control pills, <laughs> slip it into whatever she's eating that 450 cover chars bar. <laughs> oh, it's always about murder with these robots, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a simpler way to do things. God, think about things, Terminators. Um, so... Just call my mom already! <laughs> Bend her over! Slip her one! Uh... Come on! Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and look at Michael Bean. Should the machines not have just said, you go back and you plow that woman first, okay? <laughs> but even, even then sending Kyle Reese back, like, you know, Michael Bean, not a bad-looking rooster. Like, what if they just sent someone back like me or something like that? Like, you know, oh, <laughs> the only person available is this fat, ugly dude. Oh, it'll do. I mean, John Connor handpicked him. He had to guarantee his mother was going to want to bang this guy. Like, did he look around as like... All right, I need a female opinion here. Which one of these guys you want to have sex with? <laughs> okay, well, bugger it. Barb from New Zealand Survivor. <laughs> Are we kissing, <laughs> slapping, hugging, or running away from her? A uh, hug, probably. Hug, Julian? Um, I'd give her a granny pash. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you explain to our listener what a granny pash is? It's kind of like if you're at the RSL and you're really drunk, had a few beers and there's a granny playing the pogies and you just, you get dead by friends just to run up and pass her. So you just pass her real quick and then run away. <laughs> Is that just a Saturday oh, night for you and Tim? I'll bugger off to the down of the RSL and grab a couple of grannies to pass. Um, did I? Yeah, that's the granny pass. <laughs> Why don't we have you on more often? You come up with these one-liners that mean absolutely nothing, but somehow it turned out to be quite hilarious. Um, and in a This movie, what did you think of it? Um, I, you didn't see the first one. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually. I thought that this. Um, I thought that this movie actually was pretty good. Like I said, I, I noticed that everybody in the movie was very intense. 
You you brought that up to me. And they're like, everyone, this movie's so intense. I'm like, there are giant monsters destroying every city around the globe. I think people have a right to be intense. No, I know, but it's like every single line of the movie was like, there he is. What are we gonna do? Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> like- Blast him with a nuke in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or wait, sorry, I had to do it in like a Chinese accent because that lady was really intense. The one from like the or, or from she, Crouching Tiger. She is Chinese, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you had that look on your face, like, did I just say something racist? <laughs> well, but yes, she is Chinese. She was in Crouching okay. Tiger. Okay, in my House def- of Flying Daggers. In my defense, though, when she you, played Japanese when in Memoirs of Geisha because Hollywood's racist. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. In my defense, if you look at a movie like that, you know, like an Americanized, because uh, I actually um, had read up on it a little bit in that. Um, uh, um, it was a book first, right? The Memoirs of a Yeah, Geisha. Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah, and it was actually written by an American, so it was not even written by... I know, some- I, yeah. No, I'm saying it wasn't written by somebody that was even Japanese at all. But um, anyways, so you have to um, give me a break because you look at that movie and you got like Koreans, Japanese, Chinese people all playing Japanese people. The only Japanese actor in Memoirs of a Geisha was Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Everybody else was either... Chinese or Korean or Vietnamese, you know, it, something. Yeah, but apparently everybody looks the same, which is, yeah, that's not the way it is, right? Yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, but it was, but they're getting back. I will not condone a course of action that will lead us to war. Um, always there using the trailer. Forrest Gump. There. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, you sounded totally Forrest Gump. I won't condone a course of action to lead us to war. Jenny, no, I won't condone a course of action. Mama always said that would lead us to war. <laughs> Shrimp gumbo. <laughs> war and potatoes. Sorry. Grilled war. Gungan gumbo. <laughs> Gungan cocktail. Tom Hanks should have played Jar Jar Binks. Come on. Mace Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> Way to go, Annie. Misa Day starting pity oak day with the brisky morning munching. <laughs> Would have worked out perfectly with racist Padme there in the Southern Outlaw. <laughs> I will not condone a course of race that will lead us to the black people. <laughs> racist Padme. Hashtag racist Padme. <laughs> That's, I wanted to attack in the clothes. It's coarse and rough. It's irritating. It gets everywhere. And then Padme's like, yeah, just like the Gungans. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Make Naboo great again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hat I would wear. Uh, <laughs> I'm making that T-shirt and a hat. I'm getting a Make Naboo Great Again hat. Yeah, if we could get if we could get that even I don't know I don't know ten times hashtagged on the internet, we will we will make that T-shirt. There's our first piece of merchandise you can ever buy on the Oz Network. Make Naboo Great Again. <laughs> Instead of hashtag Dump Trump, hashtag Dump Queen Amidala. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> 
So, and we could have the, the opposite end of it. Hashtag justice for Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Free Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. Gungan lives matter. Uh, <laughs> Misa too. Uh, <laughs> to the point where they invade here. There was the, um, the Tasmanian woman, Mary Donaldson, who met the Crown Prince of Denmark and he's married. Now she's Queen Mary of Denmark. And basically there was a whole thing saying how she had to have a dialect coach to essentially lose her Tasmanian accent so that she it was would sound more was also Catherine Royal. Hepburn. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm the Queen of Denmark. <laughs> I don't like sand, yes. and it's coarse and off, but it's turning against everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm haunted by the kiss that should never be. It's a head of kids line now. Now everybody's Catherine Hepburn in these movies. <laughs> could you tell Luke? That's how you could tell. At last, we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we'll have revenge. You pay. No. <laughs> Poor you Misa day. It's not pity. Okay, day. Ho, 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 darling. <laughs> No, 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 Jedi mind track. <laughs> why? Oh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. I'm trying to think of a famous line from the sequel movies, but I can't think of it. That's not how the force works. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, why do we get all of the funniest bits is whenever we ended up like in bed, the Hulk, um, Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. Echo, Catherine Hepburn, <laughs> Renee Russo hasn't been mentioned in a while. Is that even a thing at the time this episode comes out? Yeah, the Terminator movies are out at the moment. We just did Terminator 3 yesterday, didn't we? Um, anyway, we know when we record these episodes. He and Fernand, Lucad and... Lando and whoever else. So you cut out a lot there, but I'm assuming you asked if I liked the mullet. Yes, I did. Um, I I am a big fan yeah. of. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying right now. You sounded like Jar Jar on crack uh, mixed with C3PO or something like that. But yeah, I. Like... <laughs> All I hear is that 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 that. that. Um, you need to adjust your knobs on your chest. Um, I really like the mullets. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, um, that, well, that, I heard... That, 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 that. I... 
I can hear you now. Everyone can hear you now. Shut up, Ben. Oh, I spoke too soon. No. Um. Cut it out. <laughs> there you are. Hello. Hello, Colin. You like the mullet? Is I like the it? mullet. I like the mullet. I'll say it for the 58th time. I like the mullet. <laughs> Adjust your knobs. Ah. <laughs> I like the mullet. All right. I like the mullet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can even hear me. Oh, we know this is making the best of. I like the mullet. <laughs> oh, I think I need to translate this into a few different languages. Oh, no, there he is. Hello. Um, Bonisteris de la Michael the mullet. Okay, um, can bon- you hear me? I can, yes, I like the mullet. Do you get me? I like the mullet. <laughs> Oh, he's gone again! For God's sake! Why won't you just understand that I like the mullet? I want to let the world know and Colin know and everyone know that I like the mullet! (laughs) (laughs) You'd think we'd edit this out, but really it's fantastic. I like the mullet! (laughs) Hmm... All right. <laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing. I think he's alive. I can hear you. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you, and I like the mullet. <laughs> Don't say that. Why? Every because single I'm... time. Every single time you cut in, all I hear you say, can no, because every single time you cut in, I'm hearing, can you hear me? I said I like the mullet, and then it would cut out again. So every time you said I like the mullet, our connection died. So um, the forces telling us do not like the mullet, even though both of us do. Okay. Um, I like sand instead. It's not coarse and irritating. <laughs> Yippee! I like mullets. They're soft and fluffy. <laughs> They get everywhere. I'm I'm haunted uh, by the mullet that you once had. This is Kyle Reese's His first new song. listen to John Connor. <laughs> yeah, this is the remix. Here's a new one by John Connor. All you lovers out there. It's Resistance uh, FM. 96.3. That would be an infinitely more entertaining movie than what we got here. This is John Connor bringing you all the hits of the resistance. <laughs> Barnes died today. And, or Barnes' brother died. Funeral at 7 o'clock here on 96.7 Resistance FM. Coming up at 8 on Real Talk with John Connor. Are all machines really that bad? We take your call. Playing all the hits here. You could be mine by Guns N' Roses. Not to draw on any motor terminator, so I'll just sing it. You could be mine, but you're way out of line. And don't forget, we have exclusive tickets to the grave of Axl Rose coming up at 7. You too can see where the guy is buried, or at least where we think he is. Because a lot of people were buried in the same spot because of all those bombs and shit. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> listening to all the easy listening hits of 2018 relax <laughs> i'm gonna bust you up man <laughs> we teach you oh, how to make time machines so you too can send someone back to plow your mother <laughs> he's 
she wants to go in the back entrance. It's always good to go in the back entrance every now ben. and then. What? Like, <laughs> I love that before I even said the dirty bit, you straight away applied. And then you said it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows me too well. I just even say the words back entrance and straight away, Ben. <laughs> I didn't even said it yet. <laughs> it's like the constant. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it about Kate. I was going to imply something else. All right. We all know that Evangeline Lilly is not a person to make jokes about like that. You know, she was naked in no. season three and she didn't like it. So stop making rude jokes about her. Uh, when it comes to Sawyer, it's fine. He likes it in the back entrance. <laughs> so that's fine. Oh. You're allowed to imply stuff about men nowadays. just not women. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Digging yourself a hole, man. You should have stopped it earlier. <laughs> There's a moment and you just went too far. You should know this by now. You've hosted a few of these in the past. Um, season four. <laughs> season four, Ben. <laughs> episode like 700 of the Oz Network, not episode one. You also hosted a few Survivor Oz episodes. You never got into trouble on those ones. Um, Don't talk about that. <laughs> what's Survivor Oz? Um... What's happening in this show? Right, so uh, they want to go in the back entrance. <laughs> Scott, stop it. <laughs> they want to go in an, al- an alternative way of entering the building. <laughs> ben. Stop making You like alternative <laughs> ways of entering buildings. That's like double entendre. They want to enter in the different door. Ben. <laughs> I can't get through this. Kate is at court. Ben. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kate is in the car. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, it's not even funny. Uh <laughs> Um, do you want to host? Um, <laughs> Kate would like to go. Go where? <laughs> to church to absolve her sins. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> the man with what a lawyer think? degree wishes to escort <laughs> the <laughs> into a building of the of the entrance through the back. <laughs> With lots of lubricant, it's not funny. <laughs> this is why the lost fans on Twitter doesn't retweet us. We can't even simply talk about a character going into the courtroom. <laughs> going into the courtroom, is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> Can we start on the island? Um... <laughs> Kate puts on a sunglasses. (laughs) 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 (sighs) 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 You need to read another poll from the Lost fans to regroup. It's probably like, which entrance do you like to go? (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. I'm just going to read this verbatim, word for word, and then we're just going to move on. Flash forward. 
Kate and her lawyer arrive at a courthouse. <laughs> Kate is hesitant about entering. <laughs> and asks if there is a back entrance. <laughs> She's hesitant. Mildly flirting, it seems. Her lawyer tells her that she will go in the front door. <laughs> she doesn't get a choice. With her head held high, Kate then. <laughs> oh. Kate then puts on sunglasses. They <laughs> At least she's cool with it. <laughs> she's, she's using protection. They entered a throng of reporters and protesters with Kate's lawyers refusing to give any comments. Yes. Good. We're in the building. Oh, my God. That was hard. <laughs> we got through the door. <clears throat> you mentioned legislation, movies about legislation. I realise it's been a few days and we've failed miserably on our um, goal for this year, so I feel like we need to say it about three times oh. this episode. Uh, legislation reminds me, of course, of the Star oh. Wars prequels, which always makes me think of its course, it's rough and irritating and gets everywhere. Similar thing that I believe Emma Stone said about being with the Queen at one point, but they cut that scene out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also like having rabbits run all over your bedroom. They're coarse and rough and irritating, and they get everywhere. Yes, exactly. And looking like badgers, it's coarse, it's rough and irritating, and gets <laughs> everywhere. Um, and they said rape at one point in this movie. It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, and gets everywhere. I'm just that's about four times. I think we've clarified all the ones that we missed out on so far. And what about Nicholas? Nicholas. Uh, anything else weird about Nicholas Holt's gigantic curly wig? It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere. <laughs> and Jorgis Lennon's the moss. He's coarse and rough and irritating, and he gets everywhere. <laughs> and Emma Stone's tongue? It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating, it gets everywhere. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest too. The, maybe the only thing, the biggest like franchise ever, besides Star Wars, is like, Jesus and the Bible, right? So, like, back in the day when yeah. they wrote the Bible, whoever it was, I don't know, I don't understand that. Jesus wrote it. Uh, I don't know. Did Jesus write the Bible? I don't know who wrote the Bible, <laughs> all right? <laughs> whoever wrote it, like, did they ever think that, like, 2019 years in the future there would be this epic Jesus franchise where everyone has the Bible in a hotel room <laughs> and they go to a place on a Sunday and pray to the guy who... You know what I mean? Like, probably a bad comparison, but often people get them confused. <laughs> the franchise of Jesus Christ. <laughs> the JCU. The, the JCU laid the groundwork for, for Lucasfilm. <laughs> well, like, people sat around one day, like Jesus and God and Mary Magdalene were like, let's write a book. People will love it. It's gone on to be the best-selling book of all time, right? And then everyone is swears by it by gospel, literally. And then they're always re-releasing the Bible, aren't they? And then there's all different versions, like there's the Mormon Bible, there's the Jehovah's Witness Bible, and then you have other religions who have their version of a Bible, like Islam and, and Buddhism. They have, like, the what, the Quran, and, and the, the Jewish people have their version. Like, they have all different... It's their spin-offs, you know? Like, it all started with the Bible. Yeah, like- you got Jesus Strikes Back, Return of the Jesus, <laughs> The Jesus Awakens, The Last Jesus. 
I actually, and by the way, I the don't fan- know. The if, Phantom if, Jesus? Attack of the Jesus clones. Um, if, if like, the Quran and that came before the Bible, I don't know that. So I'm sorry if it did and I'm not meaning to offend. But, um, I mean, it's a great franchise. It's done very well for Jesus. He's still talked about Jesus. to this day. <laughs> Jesus Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Jesus the Holiday Special. <laughs> Jesus Wars. Uh, <laughs> the last the JCU The Rise of Jesus that, That's an obvious one <laughs> Jesus Endgame There's our next, next t-shirt The JCU <laughs> Well I'm just trying to put it out there Right people Like you know Leave George Lucas alone Right <laughs> Jesus did it first, people. I mean, George Lucas and Jesus are very similar. If you if you kind of analyse their facial structures, they've got a beard, and they're men. That's about it. <laughs> oh, didn't offend anyone before. Fuck, just yet. Yeah, I not even see your casting call. Yeah. <laughs> what would my casting call be, Noah? What would it say for someone to play Ben Waterworth? Non-compassionate and <laughs> money-grabbing. Slightly racist, but in denial. <laughs> in denial about a lot of things. <laughs> Put stupid posts up about shows and then didn't regret them three years later. Doesn't think before he speaks. People are shocked he doesn't live with his parents. Not funny. <laughs> no listeners, no friends. Doesn't know anything. Can't read. The, 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 there's no actor that can pull it off as well as you. Oh come on! Oh, I reckon Terry O'Quinn could give it a crack. <laughs> yeah, he'd be good. Michael Emerson. Yes, TV's Michael Emerson. What about Rhett? What's his name from last week? Rhett Gile. TV's Kimberly Joseph. <laughs> Emily DeRaven. It's a difficult role. <laughs> Welcome to the Oz Network. My name's Ben. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch that biopic if I'm honest. <laughs> you know, Rami Malik's going to win an Oscar for it next year. <laughs> You've seen him play Freddie Mercury. Now watch him play his most challenging role. Benhemian Rhapsody coming. <laughs> oh god! Is this real life or is it a fantasy? <laughs> he thinks it's a real life, but his life is a fantasy. It's Ben. <laughs> I should have been like laughing. I looked at the seat where you try and marry my daughter. <laughs> What will happen after being dumped by Mallory inevitably? He shows up 18 years later on the doorstep of Jenny Gross. Jenny? How did you know her name? Knock, knock, knock. Hi, Jenny. Ben. Is your dad I'm glad home? you at least said... I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad, glad you had the decency to say 18 years at least. Well, you know, I'm, 
<laughs> doesn't say that on my casting call, does it? Slightly pedo. Um. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the court case will never look good for you if you ever go to court. If I ever, what do you mean, if, when I go to court? <laughs> All these jokes of yours are just going to come off as, like, fake admission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an episode 62 of the lottery cap. They joke about a casting call and going to jail. Bet it, Mitch. Life imitates <laughs> art, Mr. Waterworth. <laughs> At least someone will be listening. Well, exactly. See, the length you'll go to get listeners. I'm actually going to go, like, become a pedophile. How low will Ben go to get listeners? <laughs> the Oz Network, that show you heard about on the news. Oh, let's stop talking about this. This is getting a bit weird. <laughs> Another motto of the Oz Network. <laughs> One of my favourite scenes at all of Star Wars is about to happen in this club, though. Is it you the want to Death Six? <laughs> <laughs> I love death. that guy. <laughs> and that, that guy's. Do you know he's from The Matrix? You probably do because you're Australian, right? Oh, he's the. Uh, isn't he the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go like, my life. <laughs> small performance, but like really funny. He's like. The way he sells that, you know, uh, I don't want to sell you this. Thing. So I want to go home, man. Like, he has the look on his face, like, what is happening to me and what's coming out of my mouth? It's just great. I uh, want the spin off. Like, you know, like we're talking about the Austin Power movies where they get there and they're like, you know, they, once he's getting crushed by the steamroller, they cut back to like, you know, no one ever thinks about the life of a, the wife of a henchman. Like, yeah. I want to see this guy going back home and sitting on his bed going, Man, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> then, like, <laughs> turns around, he goes into an employment agency the next morning. Hey there, I want to rethink my life. I want to become a a, a janitor or something like that. No, no, no. That. I, I want to flip it the other way around. It's like Obi Wan wasn't specific enough in his mind trip. What if he goes home and says, "I don't want to sell distics. I want to <laughs> give them away for free." <laughs> Like, Robot Chicken did some really funny stuff around kind of little moments. Did they ever do one about the Destix guy <laughs> coming home? Where's, where's the solo story on Destix guy? He's Destics, Darth Maul's st- right-hand man. <laughs> He's Snoke! He's Snoke! Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope we my life. <laughs> I will take over the galaxy and turn Han Solo's son. <laughs> I would lose my shit in Thanks, episode Obi-Wan. 9. <laughs> Episode 9, the big reveal. <laughs> Obi-Wan, remember that time you went into a club and that guy sold you Destic? Yes. He is Snoke. <laughs> Think of the endless possibilities with this guy. Like, we never got his name. What if his name is, like, I don't know, Jimmy Tarkin? And in the next movie, he, go- he goes home and rethinks it's like, I want to blow up Alderaan. <laughs> Genocide. Better than Destic. <laughs> You want to rule the galaxy? <laughs> I love that guy so much. I love the way he like spins around his fingers. And he's like, yeah. I'm going home and living my life. <laughs> I what if he like, so, I just want to see him like so passionate about this. He's on the way. It's like, everybody drop your death. <laughs> it's wrong. Like, I'm gonna go, everyone, everyone now. I hate you all. Stop selling them. The next day on the news, there's like a news story. Crazed gunman takes over Death Stick Factory, holds 60 hostages. 
Destic addiction has dropped dramatically overnight after one man decided to make it his mission to stop selling them. I just really wanted to stop selling them. I just wanted to go home and rethink my life. I don't know why. I just did. I just really did. So everyone out there, please stop selling them. They're dangerous. And rethink your life. <laughs> everyone, let's rethink your life. Everyone, it's a trap. Rethink your life. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> biggest talking point of the episode. Rethink my life. <laughs> then the opening sequence starts, which is just the narration from the dead boy. Um, what is his name in this movie? Henry. Henry. That's right, because it's the Book of Henry. <laughs> Why? It's called the Book of Henry. <laughs> no, I think he says book. Uh... <laughs> Ben, I've seen this twice, and I'm the one who recommended it, and Ben's paying more attention. What's his name? Uh, Henry? <laughs> you know when I watch movies like right. Borat and Bruno, the halfway through, I'm like, what's the guy's name in this movie? <laughs> I've been calling this the Book of Henry. Um, I've been promoting this as the Book of Henry, and I've been calling him the dead kid for the first 10 minutes of his podcast. I think Lapita Nyong'o is totally wrong for this or did a terrible job. Because I don't why this is being a thousand yoda is like ah, i am a thousand years old and she's like hi i'm lapita nuango in a star wars movie <laughs> that's how lapita nuango walks into every room hi i'm lapita nuango <laughs> at the academy awards <laughs> ladies and gentlemen lapita nuango hi everyone i'm the lapita nuango presenting your best actor nominees <laughs> I nailed that Lapita Nyong'o impression, didn't oh, I? Oh, I was there. Uh, I thought she was on the line. I, I was like, "Wow, Lapita Nyong'o's on the line." I'm, I'm honoured. I pulled some Lapita strings, Nwongo! people. Go. <laughs> I want, I want you to do that now. For now, when you are, I'm Call of Duty, and I've arrived for work <laughs> with Lapita retake the beginning. Yes, we take the beginning of this episode. Hi, my name is Colin Ilbig, and I'm here to podcast. <laughs> we are joined today by Lapita Nwongo. Uh, <laughs> I just can never see her now without thinking of her walking into her. I'm Lapita Nwongo. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the moss scene. It's the first time I've been excited to do a moss scene now for the last year. <laughs> so, the real introduction here is we just hear a regular voice going, Han Solo! I'm Lapiro Hongo! <laughs> Now that you say the hard solo, which is like hard solo, it's legitimately like, the piano. <laughs> See, it's, it's sounding more realistic now, isn't it? <laughs> See, I told you she's brilliant in this role. Like I'm telling you, I, this is why because she's the piano. <laughs> Coming soon in 2021, the Oz Network does Lapita Longo month. <laughs> we got to make that happen now. Done. Rene Russo month in 2020, followed by Lapita Longo month. <laughs> 
So anyways, I don't buy Moss as an old lady. Oh. I mean, are there even odds in that? Like, do doctors say to you, like, oh, well, gosh, this is rare that you kind of, like, you have two sets of twins? Well, I think it was from when Davis got shot in the junk. Yes, that that, that makes so, sense. So now, um, yeah. So now all I all I can do is make twins. <laughs> it split. It split the junk in such a way that it only produce. You like you have double shot, and then it's like boom, right. awesome. I'm firing yeah. like yeah. it's like a machine gun going crazy. Guess what? Right. We're having well, twins left, right, and center. <laughs> It's not so much a machine gun. It's more. It's more like a double barrel shotgun. It's hard to explain. <laughs> well, there we go, humanity. If uh, you know the zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow, we need to repopulate the earth. Let's uh, just all call Kobe Bell. He's going to be producing children pretty quickly. <laughs> Get the double barrel uh, shotgun loaded, and and Bob's your uncle. Oh Done. man! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's it's, lo- it's locked and loaded, man. It's always ready. It's always locked ready. and loaded. <laughs> Wow, uh, I never thought that's how we're going to end this interview. Um, Kobe, mate, it's it's been an absolute pleasure chatting. <laughs> Goodness me, how 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 do we go from George Clooney basketball to talking about yeah. that? Um. <laughs> but it's, uh, so yeah, George Clooney basketball. I, that, that, it's actually I, I, that's how I every interview I do. I start with the George Clooney uh, basketball, <laughs> and then I end with my double barrel, my double barrel junk. It's just the name dropping as well, you know. It's kind of like, oh, so yeah. You, you mentioned yeah. about that one time. My thoughts on the current political crisis in America. That reminds me of the time I played basketball with George Clooney. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You gotta start. You gotta start with a strong name drop. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then and then end and then end talking about your junk. That's just exactly. rule, it's rule number one. Well, it's your career. I mean, we ER started with your junk rising to the occasion, and then it's literally rising even more oh, in the future when you, you know, you that's just the, true. That's, look at that. It's full circle. It it's is full circle. It's all about your junk. Wow, it's, it's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. this week on the podcast, we're talking about Kobe Bell and his junk. Yes, breaking new ground in the uh, the world of interviews uh, and an interview that you never thought would be possible. It's it's the junk cast on the Oz Network. <laughs> it is made up, as you said, you see some porgs flying and, oh, the porgs sitting there and they're just the one when it's like pressing on the lights. <laughs> Good. Like, 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 like this. Everybody's worried. We didn't even talk about that. Like the lead up to this movie. Yeah. How much concern there was over these porgs. Oh, so oh it's just going to be the Ewoks and Judge all over again. I hate this. It's just there to sell toys. Uh, by the way, like uh, Casper, he was like a. Oh, I don't know. Was he about what year? Did this coming two thousand seventeen. He was like a year, year and a half by the time this movie came out. And every time we went to the store, I would press the button on that little toy pork thing, and he would freak out and then cry when we left there because he wanted it. And we got him it for Christmas, and he barely touched it. (laughs) It worked to buy the toys, not to necessarily play with the toys. But then this movie comes out, and we hate all the things we thought we'd love about the movie. We hate it. (laughs) For the porgs. The porgs. We're like, yes, more porgs. Where's the porg spinoff? 
<laughs> well, we like I I was just listening in the the episode we I was talking about that spoiler free one, and I told the story about how like Noah and I as soon as we see the movie went to twenty four hour Kmart to go and buy us a, <laughs> they had like Ray Barbie and Rose figure but no Porgs. We had to wait the next day and go to like five stores before I could finally find a Porg Funko Pop. Still got it. Um, but like yeah, exactly. Like Porgs are the best thing about this movie. I I can't get enough of Porgs. And we're living in a world right now with Baby Yoda. Like I want the Baby Yoda Porg special. Like I am I am there. Like but just I just love Pork. these. <laughs> Porgs the holiday special. Yes. Bat Porgs Battle of Endor or whatever the hell is <laughs> Caravan of Porgs. Porgs Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Jar Jar Pigs Pigs. Like, come on, bring it. But, like, oh, just this little scene of his... And then just, like, I just love the one pressing the lightsaber. Like, it would have been hilarious if it, like, skewered the other. (laughs) But, like, that is so goddamn cute. Like, I just... Oh, Pogs and... Pogs, Pogs, Pogs. I want Pogs. (laughs) Seriously. Pogs and... Pogs 2020. I want a Pog for president. Give me all the porgs. <laughs> more porgs, more porgs. Porgs, they're not coarse and rough and irritating, and I don't care if they get everywhere, they're porgs. <laughs> porgs, 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 I want a pork, I want a pork. Pog, 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 pog. Right, um. We're going to go back to our national level. Porgs, porgs, pork, porgs. Pork, 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 pork. Oh, everything is made better with pork. Like, Don Cherry says something bad, show a pork. Like, you know, Donald Trump getting a piece, show a pork. All of that. Dan touches Kelly inappropriately, show a pork. Like, that's... Porgs make everything better. Between porgs and Baby Yoda, the world is a better place, all right? Like, this this is the Ryan Johnson, the best thing he's ever done is porgs. Simple. Um... Just so goddamn good. Give me all the porgs. We forgive you, Ryan. You we gave do. us the porgs. You gave us the porgs. All right. It's that simple. But here he's just, you know, moving. You see movements with him. He's talking completely normally. And then he gives this weird, really weird line that, why can't I feel my teeth? Like, nobody feels their teeth. It's not a thing. <laughs> Johnson's iconic Star Wars line like you know you think of all the iconic Star Wars lines in Star Wars you know Luke you know no I am your father uh, you know I wanted to go to Toshi Station and get some power converters I don't like sand it's coarse enough and irritating it gets everywhere I can't feel my teeth uh, that's a t-shirt right there <laughs> I'm going to put that up there with the sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. That is one of the dumbest lines in this whole series. And it actually makes less sense because Anakin has a reason to hate sand. You've said, I've said it too. We have met people that legitimately have said the exact same thing about sand, not even realizing it's from Star Wars. Who can't feel their teeth? It's, it's, such, it's, <laughs> it's not a thing. It's a Marvel line. But the thing is, you think, like, with a Marvel line, like, there would just be a bit of back and forth. Like, you can imagine, you know, I don't know, um, Mark Ruffalo saying this is the Hulk. And then all of a sudden, like, Tony Stark, like, oh, have you ever been able to feel your teeth? Well, that's a Hulk I can feel. Like, you just feel like it's a back and forth banter. <laughs> yeah. But this, it just kind of yeah. feels shoehorned in. And then it's kind of... 
Like, what? what is the point of that? Like, it's it's like, oh, I can't feel my hair. Like, I mean, like, fucking... Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I have sensitive teeth, don't get me wrong, but, like, that comes down to eating hold or cot thing, hot things, you know, cold or hot yeah. things. Speak English, Ben. But it's, yeah, like, you don't... I don't sit here and go, oh, my third molar is feeling a bit <laughs> weird right now. I can sense it in my bone of my third molar. Ooh. I've got a bad feeling like, about this. <laughs> there, there, we could have had a bad. I can't feel my teeth. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Is it, what's like, that? What was that song by the weekend? It's like I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Like, I, can't I wonder. Feel my face. Yeah, Those I can't feel times. my teeth when I'm with Rose. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but like, let's just theorize that this stun somehow he couldn't feel his teeth. Wouldn't that imply you can't feel anything else in your mouth? Like, if he was slurring his words, maybe he'd be like, I can't feel my teeth or anything in my mouth. Your teeth? Is, oh, sorry, I had that set on the tooth stun setting. <laughs> I should have done whole body. <laughs> like, <laughs> tooth stun. I want that re-edited into A New Hope. There she is, set for tooth stun. <laughs> you know why we're setting up a tooth stun? Because our stormtroopers don't have dental. Exactly. That's what tooth stun's there that's for. Why, that's why he can't feel his teeth because they don't have dental. There we go. Well, we all we'll learn later on from Benicio del Toro that the same arms dealers are dealing to both the first order and the resistance. Oh man, I got one of the first order stunners. This is for the guys without dental. It just it also reminds me of the Jar Jar bit in uh, New Hope when he gets stunned on the pod racer. He's like. <laughs> Like, come on. Yeah, but at least it's logical with him is like, I can't feel my tongue. And he's actually not using his tongue. <laughs> my tongue. I can't feel my teeth. <laughs> and if that was a Jar Jar line, imagine if Jar Jar was like, Miss, I can't feel my teeth. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah. fucking Jar Jar. So stupid. Because it's Finn with his line. <laughs> like, what is it? John Boyega can make any bad line funny and make it work. This is, I think, the one time where it's like, I, I, I groan every time I say, well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't carry any humor. It's, oh. I can't feel my teeth. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I can't feel my teeth when I'm with you. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> we gotta do that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So much fun to be had, so many memories, and we are looking forward to bringing you so many more memories as we enter our second decade. We've basically been around for the entire decade, started back in 2011 at Survivor Oz, and here we are as the Oz Network still going strong. So we thank you, every one of you who have stayed through with us from the very beginning. Maybe you've just picked us up very recently. Wherever you have come along with this journey with us, we definitely appreciate it, and thank you very much for listening and supporting the show along the way. 2020, got lots of things planned, lots of exciting things to come and we really hope that you can stay with us on that journey we've got lots of great movie recaps tv recaps an exciting spin-off project and so many more things that are coming your way so stay tuned best way to stay up to date of course is liking us on facebook you can follow us on twitter we're on instagram as well and subscribing to us on all the podcast servers you can think of itunes spotify stitcher google Podcasts, you name it we're there and as we always mention we would love for you to leave us some feedback give us a rating tell us what you think of the show Uh, 
and that would be very much appreciated. Of course, our website, theoffsnetwork.net, you can find everything there under one roof as well. And you can contact us, send us happy birthday, or it's not really a birthday, but happy messages or something along those lines. So I'm sure there'll be somewhere along the way you can do something with that. But a big thanks to everyone for listening to us in 2019 and for the entire decade. Let's bring on another decade of great Oz Network goodness. We hope you have a wonderful end to your 2019 and end to your decade wherever you are listening to this show. My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning to the Oz Network and we'll speak to you next decade. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.